0: Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. As Omicron cases are identified across the globe, countries are scrambling to prevent a surge. Germany, Greece and Austria are imposing restrictions on the unvaccinated. The U.S. and the U.K. are turning to booster shots. Earlier this week, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he plans to make boosters available to all adults by the end of January. On today's episode of GIST Healthcare Daily, contributor Maya Croth reports from London. The next station is Cannonbury. Change here for London Overground services to Clapham Junction. I first noticed things were different here when I stepped off the Overground train in East London. Right outside the station, there was a little tent set up where staff from the local government authority were handing out COVID testing kits for free. I grabbed two boxes. Each one had seven antigen tests inside, and a little QR code printed on the top of each test strip connects to a government website where users can voluntarily report their results to the National Health Service, or NHS. I thought about the $150 I'd just spent at CVS to purchase eight tests when my family wanted to safely celebrate my dad's 80th birthday this fall. At first, it seemed like the UK was getting more right in its pandemic response than we were back in the US. The UK has been battered by high COVID case numbers and strict lockdowns since the start of the pandemic. My friends here darkly refer to the place as Plague Island. But when the Delta wave subsided and people started getting their vaccines over the summer, the government eased up. It lifted most social distancing and mask requirements back in July. Things seemed almost normal when I got here a few weeks ago. Pubs and cinemas are open and West End theaters are playing to sold-out crowds. I went to a show in Leicester Square recently wearing my KN95, and I didn't see anyone else in the audience wearing a mask. Officially, face coverings are required on all of London's tube, bus and rail networks and inside the stations. But in practice, almost nobody seems to bother. You know, I've stopped wearing a mask a long time ago. That's Natalie Ludlow. She spoke to me while waiting for a train during the evening rush hour. She works in a nursery school and is part of the 12% of Britons who have not been vaccinated. I myself am not scared of it. I don't deliberately put myself at risk or anything like that. My parents are vaccinated. The UK's vaccine rollout was fast, but COVID case numbers have stayed high, and it's taking a toll on the NHS. Much like hospitals in the US, the NHS has had to delay elective care over the past two years. Britain's Health Secretary Sajid Javid has said the backlog of people waiting for non-COVID care has hit a record 5.8 million. Natalie is one of those. I'm with uh, an ear, nose and throat specialist at an NHS hospital, and I haven't been seen in over two years, um, partly due to COVID. Health Secretary Javid worries that the number of patients waiting for care could more than double to 13 million if it isn't addressed soon. And he's working on a plan to tackle the backlog. The Guardian reports that the plan could include cutting back on unnecessary follow-up appointments for patients after they've been hospitalized, instead relying on patients to reach out themselves and make those follow-up appointments if they need the extra care. But if the new, more contagious Omicron variant pushes hospitalizations up, fixing delays in elective care will have to take a backseat yet again. By now, the NHS knows how to handle a COVID surge, but no one can predict the impact of the new variant in another tough winter. The government is planning to require all healthcare workers to be vaccinated by April. So far, about 90% of NHS workers are fully vaccinated, but only about three-quarters of home care workers have had the jab. There are concerns here, just like back in the U.S., that vaccine mandates could make existing staffing shortages even worse. But as a surgeon at Exeter Hospital in the southeastern part of the country told the BBC, most NHS staff welcomed the announcement. Back on the train, Natalie Ludlow is less keen on vaccine mandates. What kind of disgusts me a little bit is last year we were clapping for the NHS and then this year they're trying to not lose their jobs, you know, because of the vaccine, which I think is a bit unfair. A few stops down the line in Dalston, I met Pedro. My name's Pedro. Pedro. Pedro, Pedro. Pedro's a 24-year-old self-employed drummer. He's also unvaccinated. But he says if the government passes stricter mandates, he'd consider getting it. I think when it starts to get really, 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 really just drastic and um, things like vaccine passport I in, then maybe. But um, I'm just vigilant, spectating. Vaccine passports are being strictly enforced across the English Channel in Europe. In France, you can't go anywhere without flashing your pass sanitaire. But the rules in the UK are much more patchy. Wales and Northern Ireland have both instituted vaccine passport schemes in recent weeks, and Scotland has had one in place since October. But England abandoned a similar plan earlier this year. Since my plane landed at Heathrow, I've never been asked to show anyone proof of my Pfizer jabs. I'm seeing a uh, the, the storm clouds gathering over parts of the European continent. And but with case numbers on the rise in Europe, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been forced to rethink his lax approach. What I'm saying today is that the urgency of getting that that booster jab is is more evident than ever. If we don't do it fast enough, uh, we can see the potential risks uh, to the, the state of the pandemic in what's happening in, in other parts of Europe. He's been urging anyone who's eligible for a booster shot to get one, and just extended eligibility to anyone over 18. Johnson has been banking it all on people getting vaccinated, rather than other public health measures like masking or more shutdowns. But some experts question whether that approach will be enough to prevent another wave, especially if Omicron proves to be better at evading vaccines. Like the U.S., the U.K. banned travel from South Africa and several other Southern African countries over Omicron fears, but a handful of cases of the variant have already been identified here, some of them probably due to community spread. A few days before Thanksgiving, though, a small handful of Londoners seemed eager to get back to that most English of institutions, the pub. Diners sat by the fireplace, sipping pints and snacking on grilled mackerel. The staff wasn't wearing masks, but they get tested every day. At least the tests are free. For bartender Tom Cox, things felt almost normal. Although things have gone back to normal, there's still this sort of presence of things aren't normal. But owner Matthew Scott wondered if normalcy will ever really come back. I think, or Do you think anything's ever going to go back to what it used to be? Do you think that? No, I don't think that either. That prognosis turned out to be spot on. Just days later, news of the Omicron variant broke. And since then, I've noticed some changes. More people are wearing masks on trains. And it's all starting to feel a bit like March 2020 all over again. For Just Healthcare, I'm Maya Croft in London. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare.